Welcome to the Thundercast, uh, your source for everything SEU sports. I'm your host, Connor Sanders. We're back uh, for a very special episode. I'm joined by my co-host, Kelton Jacobson, and Director of Operations of the University Journal, Hayden Coombs, who is also a longtime SEU and just Big Sky basketball fan. Uh, we're doing the all-conference teams for the Big Sky this week, trying to figure out who should who should earn those big accolades and where the SEU players fit in. But before we get into that, fellas, how are we feeling? Go ahead, Hayden. Tell us, tell us, tell us what's going to happen here in about an hour and thirty minutes. Ooh, I got an hour and forty-six minutes until spring break starts for me, so mm-hmm. I'm feeling. Great. There it is. Yeah, so extend this podcast out as long as we can (laughs) (laughs) to get you closer. But anyway, uh, yeah, we we had this idea. I think it would be really fun to take a look on, especially in this historic SEU season. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get into it, is this the best SEU team in history? Uh, It's the best in the last 20 years, that's for sure. Um, And it's certainly been the best since I've been here. It's, It's been something special to see. I mean, the undefeated home record. There's yeah. There's just so much excitement around this team that uh, considering half of campus hasn't even been able to attend a game, right. it's amazing how much support that the boys are still feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I One think of- it's I think it's really really uh, telling too that um, I thought I thought so against NAU just this last game that uh, I mean they 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 shouldn't have won that game but they just dug and dug and dug and then they just came out on top. So I mean, I feel I feel like that's been the theme of uh, SU season this year is I've never really been worried about them, especially yeah. when they're at home. Yeah, for sure. I this is at least since the last tournament appearance, this is the best team. Yeah. It's better than they were last year for sure. And I like if they matched up, I think this team obviously would win just cuz basketball has progressed so much in the last 20 years, but I I think that yeah, if they make the conference tournament or if they make the NCAA tournament, if they were to win, they would definitely be the best team in school history. So yeah, yeah, for a sure. lot, a lot of tradition to build on. So because they've had such a great season, I think we're gonna get a little bit more love in the Big Sky All Conference rankings than in seasons past. Last season, which was SU's best, and before this one, it was their best season since yeah. 2000. Before this one, uh, we only had one player at SU who made the All Conference teams. Cameron Leeson was named to the All Conference honorable mentions. So. I think that we'll, we might see a few more guys on that list this year, but first let's just let's just get right into it. So we're looking down the stats and things here, um, and trying to figure out who deserves that first team ranking. To me, there are three locks. There are three guys you can't not put on that team. The first is Tanner Groves from Eastern Washington, who is basically in the top five of every statistical category, is shooting like an unreal percentage from. <laughs> from the field and is also shooting 82% from the line uh, has been fantastic this year. Thoughts on him? Um, not only has he been fantastic this year, but probably the most improved player in the league as well. Yeah. His stats have just taken an insane jump. He is, he's a hardworking kid. He's fun to watch. Um, I think, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. He is an absolute lock for first team. 58% from the field. That is an insane <laughs> number, yeah. and he's he's and played he has high in high volume too, high volume, and he's played in every single game. So fifty eight percent from the field. That's crazy. So yeah, he's a lock for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's probably locked for player of the year at this point. Just you can't play that well and not uh, mm-hmm. uh, win mm-hmm. that accolade. Um, the second lock for me is a guy we just saw play at SU a couple days ago. 
And that is Cameron Shelton, the guard from Northern Arizona University, who is uh, leading the Big Sky in points per game right now. He's also, I think, tied for second in uh, assists per game. He has been fantastic this season. Or no, he's third in assists per game, so he's tied for second, yeah. And he's also eighth in rebounds per mm-hmm. game and shoots more free throws than anyone else by the conference by a pretty significant margin. Obviously, his team hasn't had as much success. They're 4-9, and nine, but to me, his performance has been on another level, and his teammates just kind of... Just the, the situation around him hasn't been good enough, but he absolutely has been first-team worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and he's been a lot of fun to watch, too. Um, that that John Knight-Cameron Shelton matchup was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, especially with uh, his dad in the stands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would argue that the Hayden Coombs versus Cameron Shelton's dad in the stands matchup was equally <laughs> as exciting. As you can tell, my voice is still, uh, still coming back from all the yelling I did that game. But uh, no, he's he's not your good stats, bad team guy. Um, no. NAU, sure, like you said, they're only 4-9 conference, but they have played a pretty tough conference schedule. They've won some big games, and uh, Cameron Shelton has has really, really been the focal point of that offense. Everyone just plays off of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ditto. I, I, he took everything. I was going to say too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you're you, no, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great podcasting. <laughs> Don't talk. Twenty twenty point eight points per game, five point nine rebounds, uh, four point two assists. That's that's a remarkable stat line. So, yeah, uh, so lock you, for me. Lock for all three of us. Okay, mm-hmm. the third lock to me is a Mr. Isaiah Brown from Weber State, who's averaging 18.1 points per game on 50% shooting from the field. Um, He also has the third best assist to turnover ratio in the conference and shoots the third most free throws. Uh, To me, getting to the free throw line is a big uh, marker of a player's aggressiveness and also the fear that they inspire in a defense. Because if they're willing to foul you instead of letting you shoot, like, they're scared of you, you know? Yeah. And so for Porter, or for uh, Cameron Shelton, excuse me, that was a big selling point. And I think that that is the same selling point for Isaiah Brown. We got to see him in person. He had a heck of a game before Damani McIntyre picked his pocket. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if that hadn't happened, I think that he probably would have gone on and won that oh, game yeah. for, SC, or for Weber State. So yeah. I think he's an absolute lock as well. Yeah, no, I he's a lock for me. Uh, also, uh, he, was, he was really fun to watch. Like you said, 18 points a game. Um, I don't, I don't, I maybe I should have previewed Weaver State a little bit more coming into this season, but I feel like he has that team overperforming as well. I think they've only lost five times this season, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, 10 and 3 in conference play. And he is easily their best player. And they, they have a good squad. Um, and we'll, we'll talk probably about a couple others, but um, he's easily the best player on that team. Yeah. Shooting 35% from three, uh, 84% from the line, 18.1 points per game, pulling in almost four boards per game, too. Leads his team in steals. Uh, well, second on his team in steals, excuse me. I, yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, what a replacement for Jarek Harding. <laughs> for me with Isaiah Brown, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big eye test guy. And yeah. when I think about all the players I've seen play this year, Isaiah Brown, to me, has been the very best player that I've seen come in here and play. Um, that's something that's really stuck with me watching their season. And like you said, Kelton, um, he might have Weber State overperforming. I think when you talk about which player is most important to their team's success, right? That's a big movement yeah. on Twitter right yeah. now. Damian Lillard's MVP because you remove him from Portland. They're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. I think that's the case with Isaiah Brown and Weber State where 
I would give Isaiah Brown the edge over Cameron Shelton uh, in the in our like power rankings. Yes, yeah, is because uh, if you take Cameron Shelton off NAU, they're probably a four win team. Well, with Cameron Shelton, they're a five win team. <laughs> uh, that's not the case with Weber State, yeah, only losing right. five games all year. Right. Yeah, it's obvious that I think that's a great way to put it. I think Brown is probably got a better resume. Shelton just jumps off the page because of all the stats. Yeah. Uh, but Brown in the eye test too. But man, Shelton also, I was really impressed with watching him play in person. All right, those are my, th- those three guys to me are like the locks that you can't miss. I think you can kind of argue about the other ones. So there's two more spots left in the first team. Pitch me on your guys. Yeah, I I put Tev in there. I put Tevin Jones. Okay. Um, uh, 17.2 points per game. He's averaging uh, 43% from the field. Um, he, we, us three, we get to watch Tev probably more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we can nitpick him probably better than anyone else. Uh, he doesn't get his shots in the, within the system or whatever you want to say. The dude flat out scores. He's a bucket. Um, and mm-hmm. when he's on, he is on. I mean, he dropped 33 against uh, Utah Valley, and that was just super impressive. And then he dropped another 30 uh, piece against, oh, shoot, I someone else. Um, so really, really, really excellent shooting scoring from him. He doesn't do a whole lot else for you. He rebounds you know, uh, an average amount uh, doesn't do too much on the assist game, and he yeah. does have a couple turnover problems here or there. But just the elite scoring ability, um, it, it can't it can't be messed with, and I think that's worth noting. Is he first team for you too, Hayden? Tevian? Yeah. No, he's not. Okay, tell me tell me your other first teamers. Um, wait, should I get it on Tev first, or should I get it on my first team? Go on, yeah, go on Tev. Go back to what Kelton's talking about. I love Tevian Jones. I think he is the single most uh, naturally talented player SU has had maybe since Fred House. Yeah. Um, a, a guy that got a shot in the NBA. I, I hold Tev with that much respect. Um, that being said, short of scoring the basketball, what has Tev done for SUU? And I know that's really what they ask him to do. Um, but where he is this year has been pretty one-dimensional. I'm here to score, and if he's not scoring, he's on the bench. Mm. Um, that's where I would move him to a second team. Um, and in that same vein, uh, why I chose this guy as one of my first teamers, uh, a second guy from Eastern Washington, Kim Aiken. Um, okay. Every year I choose, I don't know why I do this, but like there's a player on another team <laughs> who I just gush about. I become a homer for this guy, you know? Is Kim like, your guy this year? I was a really big Zach Braxton guy at Weber State for years. I just <laughs> love Zach Braxton. Yeah, I, dude, I was making jokes about Harold Frey. I know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. Um, Kim Aiken is my, my guy this year. I really, really like <laughs> that um, he impacts the game in so many ways beyond just scoring. Now, it's true. he's what 12.3 points per game so that puts him 18th. 16th that might be in conference he might be 16th, 16th in conference yeah. yeah um but he's tied with his teammate tanner groves for rebounds per game he's on the steals list he's on the assist list he's on the blocks list i really really like that kim aiken isn't just a guy that can drop 20 on you because he absolutely is he did it to us um but he's also a guy that can get into double digit rebounds and impact the game in so many other ways. And, I mean, he's one of, if not the most difficult player in the conference to prepare for because his game is so versatile. He 
has played all five positions for Eastern this year. He's yeah. got a really old school look about his game that I just love. Yeah, he, he can post somebody up too. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like Kim Aiken sliding there. Even though he's on the, the lower end of all the, the candidates in points per game, I just think his versatility has been way too important for that team. Yeah, I I agree. I had Kim Aiken um, on the first team. I think he's been unreal. Uh, like you say, just does so much more. And with regards to Tev, like to me – Obviously, there's three good teams in the conference. There's the three best teams. It's yeah. Eastern Washington, SU, and Weber State. They're mm-hmm. pretty unequivocally in their own yeah. stratosphere. Right. And we're not trying to predict who's going to be on those lists because I seriously doubt that they will reward Tevion Jones with the first team nod. Hmm. Oh, I, I think any SU player is going to struggle to get an award for no other reason than... I think the big guy's still kind of pissed that we're leaving. Yeah, I, I completely think they're going yeah, to hold this. This is where the, the politics stuff is going to manifest. Sure. It's going to manifest sure. in the all-conference teams and stuff like that. Sure. The, 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 reason, uh, the other reason I, I put Tev here, too, is every time we get to watch an away game, um, the away announcers or, or whoever, the commentators, they focus in on Tev yeah. every time. And, I mean, there's there's three guys, three, three or four other guys on SU's roster that will beat you, but yeah. they don't care. They care about Tev. And so I think Tev is getting... Uh, notoriety oh, yeah. around the conference. Well, and I think when you prepare for SUU, locking down Tevian Jones is the number one thing you got to worry about because yeah. he is the one guy on our team that has the potential to go for thirty mm-hmm. on yes. any given night. Mm-hmm. And I think the the big difference too, he he's the guy, and it's pretty clear the guy that took SU from kind of the middle of the pack to the big sky yeah. to an absolute elite contender uh, at the top of the conference. That being said, wh- who's your fifth guy, Hayden? Uh, my fifth guy I had on your first team. Uh, on my first team was Ethan Esposito from Sacramento State. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Now, usually when I'm putting together these teams, especially with like the All Conference awards, uh, I don't want anyone who's not the best player on one of the best three best teams, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Sac State's been anywhere close no, no, to no. that. Mm-hmm. But once again, I went back to who is most important to their team's success, who's most important to making that ship go. Ethan Esposito uh, averaging 17.5 and 7.5 rebounds. He's third in the conference in both uh, of those uh, statistical categories. In my opinion, he's probably been the premier uh, big after Tanner Groves in the league, but also still really versatile. I think he's a guy that you could send him to any team in this conference and he would be the focus of the offense. Yes. Yeah. You could build an offense around him no matter where he's at. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Give me your fifth guy, Kelvin. But I do have to say real quick, the reason I gave him the nod over Tev was purely because of the, you know the... politics. Yeah, yeah. It's because I mm. just don't think they will give it to an S- give sure. first team to an SCU guy. Sure. Um, my fifth guy, uh, might, might surprise the both of you. Um, my fifth guy is Bodie Hume. Oh, no, that doesn't surprise me. He was my fifth guy too. University of Northern Colorado. Yep. I, he, um, I just lost his statistics. So he's, he's 15.1 points per game, which is sixth in the big sky, okay. 7.1 rebounds, which is fifth. He's shooting 46% from the field this season. And okay, he's only scored in single digits once. And his this stats season. have gone up in conference mm-hmm. play, which I think is only big been for better. Me. Yeah. I mean, he he's not he's only scored above 20 points three times this season, but again, he's only or excuse me, four times this season. Um he put up 27 against Idaho State, 21 against Denver. Um so 
he, he's a he's a good player. He's a yeah, really yeah. good player. Nice piece. When I talk about remember the eye test, who which player impressed me Bode. the most last year coming here, it was Bodie Hume. As a he's, true freshman. He mm-hmm. I I would have bet my life that he would end up at a Pac-12 program this last year. Mm. Now we got the free transfer rule coming <laughs> right, up. Maybe, yeah. right. So he still might. Um, he is one of the more impressive players I have seen in my time here at SU. Probably the most impressive true freshman I've seen. So he was your fifth guy too then? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the points per game stuff jumps out. Top five in rebounding too. And mm-hmm. he's not he's not huge. He's, he's kind of a slight guy, but he battles down there and gets his boards. Well, what I love about him... And once again, it's just an eye test thing. I love that he shoots his jump shot at the very top of, of his, his jump. jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He gets up like 30 inches before he lets that thing go. And for a guy that's that tall, it looks so cool watching him shoot the ball because yeah. that shot's never getting blocked. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And also, he's fifth right now in the conference in blocks per game. He only stands at six foot seven. He's listed at 190 pounds. And he's top five in blocks. Like, yeah. No, that I'm, is super I'm, I'm ready to start a GoFundMe for like UC get Bodie Boulder out of here. to get to start recruiting. <laughs> Go him, Bodie. Get him out of the big sky. We're tired he's of so you, dog. Good. No, yeah, he's he's a really good player. To me, the defensive stuff uh, kind of pushed him over the top of Tev for me. So my first team is Grove, Shelton, Brown, Bodie Hume, and Kim Aiken Jr. I have, the, I have the same team except swap uh, Kim Aiken Jr. for Tevian Jones. Okay. I had the same team, only Esposito instead of Hume, but I'm willing to concede that. Okay, okay. Let's move on to our second teams then. Um, to me, the guy that I think will lead the second team is Tevion Jones. I think if you don't give him one of the first two teams, it's too deliberate of a slap in the face nice. because, like <laughs> yeah. you were just saying, the three best teams in the conference, if you weigh it that way, then Tev's pretty obviously one of the first, mm-hmm. one of the three best players in the conference. And you talk about eye test stuff, like, no one can stop that guy. No one can stay in front of him. No. Maybe he doesn't do so much on defense, but when he's locked in, man, that long ass wingspan and like his, yeah. he's got pretty good instincts for for cutting off uh, drives from the help side and stuff. And I think that's what frustrates me is because when he is locked, sometimes in, he doesn't. He's yeah. an undisputed top two player in the conference. When but we don't when, see yeah. that on defense all the time. He is a very mentality based. Like if he's clapping and talking crap and like really in his oh opponent's gosh, ear, so he is fun. so good. He's so hard to stop. But sometimes he lets it get the better of him and he travels in a situation where all you need to do is just not turn the ball over. So yeah, I can understand. That's maybe the one reason why I knocked him down to the second tier. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think of the, the one game that he was cold as ice that i think it was the first game against montana or was it the second game or was it last game against <laughs> uh, one of the games where he came in that final play and got that huge offensive rebound and so yeah. it just yeah it, he, he he was the one that tipped the ball out to, to, to nick fleming, to nick on fleming. That one. that's right that's that second game so uh, that i i understand where you both are coming from there um i'll, I'll swap it and and let you know my first guy was kim Macon jr so and we've already okay. talked about both of them so we can move on so other things in Teb's favor, sure. he's fourth right now in percentage of possessions used for his team. So mm-hmm. he has one of the highest usage rates in the conference. He's um, third in offensive rating among players who are used on 24% of possessions or more. Which and is a ton. A 24 ton. is a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has one of the most efficient games in the conference right now. One more thing I want to add. One of my favorite things about him, you see these guys who are high usage guys. If there's one area of their game that they lack, 
on offense. It's free throw shooting. He's so good. That's almost a ninety percent free throw yeah. shooter. Yeah, yeah. He's as close. Like, he's as close to fifty forty ninety as there is in the conference. He's forty three percent from the field, thirty five from three, eighty six percent from the free throw line. That's yeah. That's tough to argue with, but we'll see if politics get in the way. All right, moving on down the line. To me, the guy that sticks out the most after that core group, and maybe this is the homer in me. Yes. But Mason Fawcett. Yes. Yeah. Mason yes. Fawcett has been so great this season. Yes. Talk to me, fellas. I mean, he is a defensive stopper, can guard three through five, no question at all. Yeah. Uh, the other night versus NAU, they isolated him against Shelton. And guess what Shelton did? He passed, passed out of it. Yep. Like mm-hmm. he didn't want a piece of Maze. And so <laughs> you can argue that Maze can guard one and two as well. Like, yeah. He, he's hard nosed. He, I think a lot of his baskets come from those second chance uh, hustle yes. plays, yes. which I really like. Some people actually count that against you. And it's like, no, those points weren't directed yeah. for you. But well, I think those are the just offense even is, more important. The offense is kind of built around that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they love to get offensive rebounds. And mm-hmm. once again, I mean, and, this will be part of my argument if we look at individual team awards. You remove any one player from SUU who is going to cause us to suffer the most. Mazen, I don't think Maze. it's Tev. I think it's Maze. Well, yeah, well, that game that Mazen was out. Yeah. Uh, it was the I first one against Idaho. We looked so bad. Against yeah. the worst team in the nation. Yep. Like, we looked like nobody knew where to stand. Nobody knew where to, like, steal or to set a screen. Like, it just, we looked so out of sync when Maze was out not out there. That's a great point. Yep. He's shooting 55% from the field, yeah. 40% from three. Uh, so he's almost at that 50, 50, 40, 90 club. But, uh, he's 14 and seven. That's uh, so good. That's so good. Yeah. And and he's he's shooting 77% from the free throw line. That's the only thing keeping him off there. So uh, 6.6 rebounds. Uh, golly, he's he's good, man. Yeah. He's good. Other yeah. stats for in, fa- in Mage's favor here. He's got the best offensive rating in the conference for any player with 19.5% of their possessions used. So that's one of the lowest in terms of rates, but it's because Mays never has the ball in his hands. No, yeah. because he gets a rebound and he puts it puts it away. Or he catches and shoots a three. Yep. My boy Kim Aiken, that is a player that doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. But that just shows you how so efficient that Mays yeah. has been this season. Yep. He's number four in effective field goal percentage. He's fifth in rebounding percentage. Ooh. And he has the second, or he has the absolute, or I think the second lowest, excuse me, turnover rate. In the conference, dude nice. just never makes a bad decision with the ball. Nice, uh, so so valuable. And if he does not get recognized, I think that there may be a riot in the streets. I think <laughs> I think coaches and the media have recognized how good Maze is. Yeah, they so. figured out that is once again that's a player you prepare for. And yeah, I think yes. that's the ultimate sign of respect when you look at you get another team's scout and it's what do we need to worry about? We need to worry about Tev scoring 30. Mm-hmm. You need to worry about Mays doing everything else. Yep. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. So I have Esposito as my next guy. I do too. That was my second team. Yeah, and I had Hume, so. Okay, so we're all caught up with each other now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me your final two spots on that, on that second team, guys. Uh, my final two, I went with the Montana State crew. Yes. Bishop okay. and Adamu. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those two guys, like Montana yes. State, I think we say this is a a, a three-team league right now, right? Eastern, they're, they're the four. SUU, yeah. Weber. They've hit a bad We're better than everyone lately. else, right? Idaho's at the bottom, but everyone in the middle. 
can win any given night. But I do think Montana State is probably the fourth best team. They ran into a buzzsaw to close their season. This is true. They, they hit yeah. Weber State and then uh, Eastern Washington. So yeah. Th- this was the they were the team that I most lamented SU had to cancel yes, against because that would have been so fun to yeah. go prove themselves out there in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so those two guys. I mean. They both score 15 points a game. Bishop is right up there in the uh, assist race. I think he's, what, like second or third in the league? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bishop is fifth right now, I fifth. think. Um, and Adamu's up there in rebounds. He's got 5.3 a game. I think uh, they really are responsible for the success that Montana State has had this year. So yep. um, the... Once again, it was the same thing where it's like, well, if you're not going to give Tev first team, you sure as hell better give May second team. Right. Yes. I felt the same way with both those guys being left off the first team. I think there's a really good chance that they both end up on Makes the second, second team, team together. Yeah. Okay. This is crazy because I also had Amin Adamu. But uh, not Xavier Bishop. But not Xavier Bishop. Okay. But I also had a Montana State player. Really? Ooh. I have Jabril Bello here on my yeah. second team. He is averaging 11.8 points per game, which is 21st in the conference. 5.7 rebounds, which is 10th. He's fifth in blocks per game. Uh, has one of the best. He actually has the best free throw rate in the entire conference, mm-hmm. and by a pretty significant margin. Um, he's also got. Uh, he's also just been a really great defensive player. To me, Bello means more to the team than Xavier Bishop does, but. I you could really take either of those guys either way. I like it. I, I I'm looking at Bella's stats right here. What jumps out to me is he doesn't need to play a lot of minutes to make a huge impact. Uh, again, he's in foul trouble a lot. That's one of the <laughs> that's the knock. <laughs> but the... even but even against against Weber State, he put up 18 points in 17 minutes. Uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty super impressive. efficient. And also, I kind of like the idea of having like a real five you could throw out there. And I feel like a lineup of Tev Mays. Jabril Bello, Damu, and Esposito would be nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't well, really have any backcourt players there, though. My one issue with Bello was this is a guy that not only doesn't have range, he doesn't even he's not even a threat to score from three. And yeah. So teams have been really able to pack it in sure. on them. The other I thing feel too, like it's yeah. hurt their offense a bit having him on the floor. He also is not the best uh, passer out of the post. He kind of mm-hmm. he kind of puts his head down and, and runs to the basket. Um, but I just feel like he's made such a big impact on the defensive end. For and sure. I think that that, to me, that earns him the nod over Xavier Bishop. But my first guy on my, so we're, we're doing two teams and like a, a, a catch-all, yeah. kind of a catch-all. Third. Yeah. Cause after you get past those two teams, you could really make an argument for just about anybody. Um, so my first guy on that third team would be Xavier Bishop. Okay. Um, do you guys have Bello on your third teams? I do not. I had Bello on my third team, but he was my first cut Okay, third team because I really wanted to argue Dre Marine getting on a team. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get so there. So my honest third team, yes, he's on there. So who's your first guy on your third team? First guy on my third team is, uh, what's his name? Cool. Tariq Cool. Tariq Cool. From Idaho State. Um, yeah, I just, had him too. He's a bucket. Um he, I mean, Idaho State's had a very under the radar season. They're twelve and eight, I believe, seven and four in conference. Yes, a team that hasn't been talked about a ton, but uh, a lot of that has to do with Tariq Cool's ability to get to the line, the ability to score from deep, and uh, he's a player I've always just kind of watched because he's had a really interesting career. Started at Dixie State of all places, mm-hmm. ended up at another school. Now he's with Idaho State. Um, but he was a guy that that I felt like was deserving of an honorable mention. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I had him on there too. Yep. Averaging 14.3 points per game. The only thing that kept him from being higher, in my opinion, is that Idaho State's kind of gotten fortunate with the schedule. They didn't play SUU. Oh my gosh, they have had the most They didn't play Weber. Um, yeah. They, so they kind of, They've if anyone has benefited schedule. from COVID-19 yeah. cancellations, it has been Idaho State. Absolutely. And that's that's not to say anything other than that kind of lessens your your resume to me. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it does for sure. Mm-hmm. So did you have Tariq too? On I, had, I had Tariq Cool as my second player on my third team. Okay. 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 Well, who's your first then? My first, and this is the biggest Homer moment I have okay. my SUU career. He's my number two. Is he? John Knight the third. Yes, John Knight sir. is on my team too. Yeah. John he Knight the third. 12.2 points per game, four, uh, around four assists a game, 4.2 rebounds a game. I mean, he's just, he, he can do it all. Um, save the fact that sometimes he disappears in some games. Uh, other than that, He's always there to make a presence. So. Yes. And I think one of the things is, is again, it's a respect thing for John Knight. Um, he is a player that other teams focus in you on. You have to stop they John Knight. You have to yep. worry about yep. John Knight. And because of that, his numbers aren't as good mm-hmm. as he is. Well, because the reason that, I mean, not we didn't get to see what happened in the conference tournament, but teams would just pack the paint because of John Knight against yeah. SGU last year. The reason that they needed to get so much spacing yep. was because John Knight can basically get into the lane whenever he wants. So yeah, He can yeah. score on anybody, any guard in the post. I yes, have no the, question. His, no. his post-up yeah. game has really pushed him into another stratosphere. You know how people always talk about Giannis needs to learn to shoot the three or whatever? Well, Zach Lowe's been talking about how Giannis really just needs to add a post game so that he can back guys down instead of having to face them up. Right. John's really adding that. And so when, when people switch to his own, Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! What a horrible decision! They yep. just give John the ball on the wing. He just bumps him right down to the. Hey, he to the was basket. doing that to to Cam Shelton uh, all game oh, on yeah. Wednesday. So yeah, I think player to player, I bet you John Knight is probably a better player than Cam Shelton. Oh hell yeah! I, I think I think he's a better defensive player as well. Just all around. Uh, yeah. Usually, yeah. Todd Simon puts John Knight on on their best guard. On their best guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's big. He's, he's long. Strong, yeah. He's super strong. So yeah. Seca, he's he's no, he's he, my first guy in the thirteen. He's that guy that he's not going to make your first or second team all conference. But if you're putting together the big sky all star team, the best five, yeah, he is on that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So he's averaging really great stats this year: twelve point two points per game, which is actually I think was that I think that's actually slightly down from his yeah his season last year. But he's second in assists right now, four point two a game. He's also fifth in steals per game with one point five. So we mm-hmm. talk about that defensive impact also. He'll fly in from the weak side and swat the hell out of you and completely mm-hmm. change the momentum of yeah. the game. He'll dunk on you in transition. And more and more, I have been so impressed by his decision-making. Oh, yeah. He he has taken yeah. a huge step in not only like making the right read, but being a leader and understanding, okay, this guy's hot right now. Like, Tev's feeling it. Let's just get Tev involved. Mm-hmm. I will yep. just play my butt off on defense and get some get some rebounds and stuff. He's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I ran I ran John's numbers um, a couple weeks ago, and he, scoring is the only statistical category that he's actually down in this year. Every or just about everything else, he's improved on steals, assists, rebounds, shooting percentage. Yeah. So yeah, and that's one of the the things that I think shocks people when you look at the big sky uh, stats. John second in the league in assists per game. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and he has more blocks per game than Yvonne. Like yeah, there, he's the tied for the team lead. Yeah. John is a he's he's a complete player at this point. I mean, yeah, obviously not the three-point shooter that we all wish he was, but who cares? He's gotten a lot yeah. better even over that. This is so, a Yeah, guy, he's he's knocked down a few three-pointers. You have to at least show. Yeah, last so he, year he knock one down. They were giving him 
eight feet yeah. just and packing it in yeah. the, the paint, letting him shoot. This year, you can't do that. Yeah, and all this goes back to Todd Simon, who expertly put this squad together. Like, they yeah. have such great synergy, and I think oh, it would be pretty disrespectful to I mean, not Todd. have John on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I wrote that story about John and fatherhood, and the thing that stuck out to me is, like, this he's become so much more unselfish as a man, but also as a player. Yep. And that is what has taken SCU to a new level because him and Tev could have absolutely had beef about who got the ball more and been arguing in the locker room and been arguing about who gets to do the press conferences. And But that has not been the case. He right. has absolutely been willing to bring that guy on because he knows that, the, that that's the best the team can beat with Tev in there. Just so real quick uh, plug for my personal goat. Can you imagine how seamlessly Cameron Luyatin would have fit in with oh, this team. Man, I wish you could have got an extra year. <laughs> my gosh, I would give my freaking kidney to let Cam <laughs> have one more year at SUU. He would have been so perfect yeah. with this team. Yeah. Curses Boise State. Um, all right. Moving on to me, the next guy I had on here was Seiku Sissoko Jawara from Weber State. I did too. He was my third guy. Yeah, yep. he's averaging 12.6 points per game. He pops up on like all the other statistical mm-hmm. categories because he's another one of those. He's like their Cody John this year. Super versatile, yeah. really good on defense. Uh, can also get you a bucket, uh, runs the floor really well, and he usually guards the opponent's best player. So Seku stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah, he he scored uh, he's scoring twelve point six points per game. Um, he hasn't scored single digits since uh, the Cedar game against SUU. Really, yes. super consistent. He, he's he's been in double digits ever since. Yeah, um, he did not make my list. I'm willing to put him on there because my last guy was also a Weber State guy. Um, hmm. It was uh, Zaire Porter. Interesting, nah, dude. And I think it was just because you can't they, you can't they... miss the the easiest catch of your life and let the ball go out of bounds and <laughs> well, be all conference. It, it was when they came. I I couldn't remember Seku doing anything. Yeah, he did. He played pretty bad against SU. If I'm going to use that argument, <laughs> you know. And so for me, uh, I left him off, but I'm uh, I'm more than happy to put him on there. Um, my last guy on my honorable mention list that we haven't talked about yet was. Uh, James Scott from Portland State. Yes, he was my last guy too. Um, I feel like he's another one that had Portland State had a little more success, he would have had more momentum to maybe be on a second team. Um, But since they are below 500, floating around 500, I think that really works against him. But he is very clearly the engine that makes that team run. Yeah, he's 12.4 points per game, which is six in the conference. Portland State's five and six after losing their best player who was – their engine last year in Holland Woods, yeah. like that dude did everything for them last year. They basically yeah. built the team around him. And and to, to and Scott's done everything that he has. I was gonna say to, to Scott's credit, they've not been as bad as people thought they would be. Yeah, he, and he's, he's another yeah. guy whose stats have gone up um, in conference play. Yeah, I think he he deserves that nod. He's also <laughs> pulling in five rebounds a game for some reason. <laughs> he's not that big of a player. He's in top twenty rebounding too. So he stuck out to me. But now let's roast Kelton for his last pick. Wait, so so what were your two's first four? So I have Tariq Cool, John Knight the third. That's right, Tariq Cool. I apologize. Seku yeah. Sissoko and Bishop and Scott. Those are my five. Okay. Um I have Christian Terrell in in place Yikes. of because Bishop made my second team and I, I I didn't have the other fella from Did Monta- you have Bello? I didn't from Montana. From Bello Montana. was my was my okay. last guy. So like you drop you drop Bello for Christian Terrell. For Christian Defend Terrell. your point before we destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Christian Terrell's a sniper from deep. Uh, that's really, really impressive. He's averaging 
Um, 12 point, or excuse me, uh, 12.3 points per game, 3.9 uh, rebounds per game, 1.7 uh, steals per game. That's actually best in the conference. Uh, in addition, he's only scored in single digits three times this season. Okay. So I, I think he's consistent. put. I think he's put together a put, a pretty complete season. Um, Sac State, they were doing pretty well before you know they hit the gauntlet in conference before play. they actually played good teams. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, not even that. I mean, even even in their first few conference games, they they were doing okay. Yeah, they got uh, they kind of got a weird setup with the schedule. That's that's true. Yeah. So uh, th- he he made my he made my thirteen. Okay, my counterpoint with Christian, Tra- I I would say in terms of eye test, when we were watching SU play Sac State, Christian Trail was the only player that kept them in the game. Yeah. Because he he does everything, like you said, he was the one coordinating the defense. He was the one when it was late shot clock that they would get the ball to to try and make something happen. My counterpoint, though, is that he fouled out he with fouled 10 out. minutes left to play out, in yeah. that second game because yeah. well, Tev was just destroying him mentally. Uh, and and <laughs> the free thing, Tev will do that. Tev will do that to you. All over the, place. <laughs> the thing that got me with Christian Trail is this is a guy who, uh, like you said, he's a great three-point shooter, but he only takes three, two three-pointers a game. Three three-pointers. His average is 1.1 per or for 2.5. That's yeah, not great volume. Okay. Like, if he was a great shooter, he would shoot more. Sure. He's yeah. They, I don't think that the defense would be too disappointed if you're giving up a Christian Terrell three, especially if it's contested. Um, that's an interesting pick. So let's talk about some guys we may have left off, or maybe just a catch-all for other guys we might see. Um, the first guy that sticks out to me is Jacob Davison uh, from Eastern Washington, who the preseason was player the preseason of the player of the year. Uh, put up 31 points against SU on like 10 three pointers. The dude went insane he was like we're not losing this game and still somehow SU pulled out that win uh but the last few games he's been getting fewer and fewer minutes he's had a couple of DMPs something's going on there I don't I mean I don't follow Eastern closely enough um my Eastern knowledge is basically just me gushing over Kim Aiken Jr (laughs) but (laughs) you look at their box scores for their last seven games he's got two DMPs Seven minutes, nine minutes. So he could be hurt. It could be a bad thing. Like just I don't know if he's fine with coaches. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Um but is he transferring somewhere? Yeah. I will gladly take him and his Boy Scout tattoo. Put him right in with all of the (laughs) He's a senior guys. Come on. The Eagle Scouts here. (laughs) Look at his extra year. His extra year though. He'll go to Pac twelve somewhere. So uh there's something going on there, but he certainly has not had the season. We all thought he would have. I mean, this was a guy that was scoring 20 points a game last year. If Holland Woods can make the jump from Portland State to Arizona State, Jacob Davidson can absolutely play in the Pac-12 because he's more physically strong. He's a better athlete. and uh, Better shooter. Better shooter, exactly. So Davidson was the one that if he wasn't having such a weird end of his season, he probably would have been on my first team, honestly, because he's the ultimate eye test guy for me. Like, he he absolutely controls the game. And uh, that's true. Well, and, and even before these last few games of the season, he started getting benched in favor of of Meadows, right? Meadows, and that is that's weird. Yeah, because Meadows is a, strange. A, a Meadows hasn't played sky. like all. Yeah, he's he's be a going good on. big sky guy, but he's not Jacob Davison. He's never right. going to be Player of the Year. Right. Yeah, and Davison, man, like in if we're saying there's five minutes left in the game, the teams are close. Who do you want out of any player in the league? Give me Jacob Davison. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Hopefully you can get some offensive rebounds. Um, <laughs> other guys, uh, Johnson from Northern Colorado, I feel like has had a pretty solid season. Yeah. Left him off. Uh, Kyle Owens from Montana. Isn't 
11.4 points per game and 5.5 rebounds. Just Montana's really struggled this year. It's hard to yeah. give any of those it's guys a nod. Weird, weird year for Montana. Really weird. I really, when they came in here and we beat them twice, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to the final there. four. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sted- Michael Stedman just didn't hit, man. Disappointing. Just didn't hit. Um, when we talk about future players to look at, I really like Josh Bannon from Montana. Um, yeah, he's nice. Of all of the the true freshmen, he's another one of those shot in the Hume types. Yeah, that's yeah. Like he's he's going to be good for a long time for Montana. I wish we could uh, steal him somehow. He's he's. Well, I think my favorite thing about him is he's got major Mason Fawcett energy. Yes, absolutely. He's, uh, he's going to be that glue guy for Montana. Uh, other guys, Bryce Fowler from Sac State mm-hmm. is doing pretty well. He's also, so he's averaging 13.4 points per game and 4.1 assists, which is fourth best in the conference. So that's a pretty impressive stat line. Uh, Zaheer Porter was another guy I had written down. Um, but once you get past that, you're, you could basically just, you just have to pick and choose stats yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to support your arguments. I guess maybe Dre Marine might be the last guy to mention. Our, our best to Dre Marine. Dre Marine it, Dre Marine, he deserves an honorable game. mention for the career achievement. The career achievement, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is, doesn't have a hole in his game. Mm-mm. And I think if Dre had come to SUU four years earlier, he's leaving here a career 2,000-point scorer. Like, Yeah, he got here. Well, he's the reason that the team became so good. He's a big factor. Yeah, in. Yeah, but when you're playing with Tev and John and Mason's grabbing every offensive board, putting it back in. Andre your, Adams, your all personal guys, stats yeah. are going to suffer, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And uh, to Dre's credit, you will not hear him complain or say one bad thing about it. Oh. Yeah, it's absolutely. still at the end of the day, it's Dre's team too. I mean, absolutely. It, it, there's no He's question for about sure it. the leader. And yeah. uh, let me ask you guys a question: Is he the best clutch player in the in the in the conference? Sub zero. I think so. Sub Zero man has ice running through his veins. <laughs> yeah, and he's so confident right now. The, the conference needs to oh be scared. He's Watching shooting almost fifty percent from three point range right now. If we win the Big Sky tournament, it's going to be because Dre he has like an eight three pointer game or something. That yeah, confidence. Like the way he was attacking NAU was just amazing. Okay, well, Dre. I, I think he deserves an all-conference mention, like We're I said. We're throwing him an honorable he's, mention. He's got, he's got the best assist-to-turnover ratio in the conference. Um, he's alive, averaging 11.5 points per game. He's his career high a couple times this season. He's never going to be the guy that scores. He's never scored more than 21 points in a game his whole time yeah. at SU, but he just does everything else. Yep. He's such a great player to play with. I, I, I feel like there's no way you recruit Tevion Jones and John Knight here without being like, yeah, there's this awesome guy that just makes threes, plays his butt off on defense, and makes the right pass every time. He's yeah. pretty cool to play with. Yeah. Um, anyway, real quick before you wrap up our first ever SU news, all conference teams, <laughs> first team, we got Groves, Brown, Shelton, Aiken, and Hume. Yep. Second team, Tev, Mays, Esposito, Adamu, Bishop, third team slash honorable mention, Cool, John Knight, the third, Seku, Scott, Bello, and Dre. Okay. I think that's a good team. Uh, let's, can we pop over to the women real quick? Just yeah, let's super touch it. fast. Yeah, let's touch on it. Um, I mean, we could also just do another one of women. We might, we might have to, but uh, also time. Um, I just want to mention SU's players and where I think that they rank among the conference's best. I feel like Liz Graves, who is, I think, still first in points per game in the conference. First uh, in points, second in rebounds. If she's not on the first team, then you can go ahead and chalk that up to beef. Yeah. Because she transferred from Weaver State and just got even better. So yep. Yep. 
I imagine the squad will be pretty frustrated by that, but she's like a player of the year contender. There's no way they would give it to her, yeah. but uh, she she could. No, she won't get it. Beyonce. Too many people are upset about it, but she is, in my Beyonce. opinion, the most impressive player in the league. I mean, first in scoring, second in rebounds, second in field goal percentage, totally efficient. Um, it's It's been amazing. Once again, I can't think about what might have been because it makes me sad, but you think about her and Becca. If Becca and her could have played together. <laughs> Holy cow. And Sharita, too. I mean, dumb. Yeah. Well, so. I think you're probably going to, Beyonce B's got to be on that first team. Alicia Davis will be there. Maybe Cameron Gefeller. Yeah. I, like, I it's really like, hard to, to bump Liz Graves. It would be a, a slap in the face for sure. No, nah, I, I feel like for Big Sky Women's Basketball Player of the Year, it's kind of a two person race between Beyonce Bay and Alicia Davis. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they, they're the two best teams in the conference. The two best teams in the conference. Both of them are in the top three for scoring and rebounds. Um, they're well, top six for for rebounds. Um, but yeah, those are the two players that, other than Liz, that I think you unequivocally have to get ready for. Yeah. To me, Charita, Darty, and Dari Franson are both... They both should make those lists. Yeah, somewhere. you got to put them somewhere on the second. They're or third among the twenty team. best players in the conference. Yeah, easily. for sure. Yep. I think Sharita's probably got a pretty good chance of not of landing on that second team. Uh, she's been shooting the ball really well. She's got one of the best free throw rates and percentages in the conference. She's averaging twelve point one points per game and shooting forty four percent from the field. Gotten better as the season has worn yep. on, and well. she's gotten more responsibility as the season yeah. has worn on. It's I mean, really become her. You her go job. back to the our season preview, and when we we're say, like, oh yeah, Shreda will be there. Yeah, Liz Liz Graves is going to obviously focus of the offense, but this team yes. will be as will be as good as Sharita Doherty is. Facts. We said that. Facts. And I think it's proven to be really true. Got receipts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and receipts. Dari, Dari seems like the ultimate uh, uh, honorable mention player. Like yeah. career achievement. She just comes She's in and does awesome. her job. Yeah. She's made a couple three-pointers and stuff this year. She's <laughs> added a couple new things to her She's game. She's been Big Sky Newcomer of the Year. She's been Big Sky... Bench Player of the Year. Yeah, mm. Bench Player of the Year. And now she's going to get an all-conference nod, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you want to do... What else did you have, Hayden? What did I have? You had some other stuff. You had some other stuff you researched for us. Um, With the women or... Just whatever you have, man. <laughs> okay, so these were my Big Sky <laughs> women pick. Player of the Year, Beyonce Bay. Okay. Um. Because she Beyonce, Beyonce, um, she's uh, <laughs> once again I test. She just absolutely she scares everybody to death in yeah. this conference. Uh, she got no right, Leads, and she's right behind Liz in, in scoring and, yeah, and rebounds too. Yeah, and it's amazing because she's a sophomore, and so is my other pick, Alicia Davis, uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. She gets yeah, like she's been fantastic. A game, she's um, so tall. Yeah, she's. She's a legitimate 6'2". You know, you see some of these girls listed at 6'2", and you're like, mm. she she's legitimately 6'2". Um, she's going to be, those two players just going to go back and forth as long as they stay in the big sky for the next two years. Three years, I guess, because this year doesn't count. Yeah. Um, Maisie Burnham for Eastern Washington, true freshman coming in, scoring uh, 14 points per game almost 15 in conference. I think she's probably going to get newcomer of the year. And then I think Sharita could, could push for that. I think she could push. She could. She could. She would be in the conversation at yeah. least. Um, and then, but once again, politics. Yeah, we ain't getting anything. Former University of Idaho commit and so. sixth woman of the year. 
Olivia, what was her name? Kellen from NAU. They played last night. I did not do my research to look at. <laughs> I'll find it for you. Uh, I got it right here. Olivia Moran. Moran. Mm. Um, one of the sisters. Uh, I didn't do my research into all the six women in the Big Sky <laughs> Conference. This is strictly because last night she was the game's leading she scorer. She was fantastic last night. <laughs> yeah. So I was really points. impressed with you, Olivia. Yeah. You are my sixth woman of the year. <laughs> I think Dela Bellina probably has at least some argument, but she's kind of played starters minutes. You know, she doesn't she, come off the she comes off the bench, but is like a starter basically. Dela was really interesting because she because she came in the beginning of the season and she was like, "Holy smokes, this this girl's awesome!" And then as the season wore on, she kind of just people kind of figured that yeah, fell off a cliff a little bit. And then that's probably that's freshman. freshman that's your yeah. freshman year. Yeah, so. yeah, plenty of upside in her game, but. Still time to figure it all out. Yep. All right. And real quick, before I go to class that I'm two minutes late for now. It's uh, okay. I am too. Big, yeah, cause you're, yeah. Big Sky Men Awards Player of the Year. I think we give it to Tanner Groves. Yes. Yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. I don't care what you say. It's going to be Mason Fawcett. Okay. <laughs> Newcomer of the Year, Isaiah Brown. Um, yes. Coming from yeah. what? Northwestern. Northwestern the, University. Uh, GCU, I think. I think he started at GCU, went to Northwestern. Like that. Exactly. Came back to he loves the color purple. Yeah, I can't get enough purple. <laughs> Six, yeah. Is there? Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to say blind. that. I didn't even make that connection. I was like, what are you talking about? That was the first thing GCU Connor said when I, when I mentioned it. <laughs> no, so I've learned it. A colorblind boy. Yeah, GCU is purple, dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I like them a little less now. Oh, um, no. Sixth man of the year. I think there's a race between Tyler Robertson and Eastern Washington. I think he could get penalized because he's technically started half of their games, mm-hmm. but he does typically come off the yes. bench. He starts when there's an injury. But I think Harry Harrison Butler's got to be in yeah, that I think conversation so because uh, when you look at all the guys coming off the bench, uh, Tyler Robertson hops out because he's of all the bench guys. He's mm. scoring the most. He has 12 and four. Uh, but Harry only has two starts. He's at 10 points per game in conference and five rebounds. And he started against NAI schools both times he started. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think he started against Idaho. He gets, State. started against Idaho, against Idaho because Idaho. Uh, that's Maze technically an NAI school. It's in D1. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the shade. And my last guy I want to give a shout out to is Gabe Quinette, who is the master of the floppy screen. The man is dead eye from mid range. Uh, don't ask him to do anything else on the court other than take one dribble and shoot a pull up from mid range. Um, so yeah, Gabe Quinette, uh, I just, think is our. You just extended the podcast thirty seconds to give a shout out to Gabe Quinette. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> he's gonna be honorable mention. <laughs> like thirty years from now, we're gonna be like, what's the most useless knowledge? Gabe Quinette. Gabe Quinette Gabe off a Quinette floppy, off the floppy, <laughs> off the floppy screen. Uh, dude, this is my favorite part about Big Sky basketball: is being like, oh man. Oh you remember gosh. Trayvon Allen? Trayvon I know Allen exactly was like, oh. what you're talking about. The other day, the basketball tournament, TBT announced that there's going to be an Eastern Washington team. And they, oh, no. they tagged it and I clicked on it. And, you know, they got the little profile pictures. Mm. And I was like, if there's no Vinky Joyce, I'm not watching the basketball <laughs> tournament. And sure enough, he was the last one on the list. And so what do I do? I immediately text Bryson and I'm like, I got to put 50 bucks on the Eastern <laughs> Washington <laughs> team, right? Like, yeah, for Joyce. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great, boys. I, I thought that was that was really fun. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, but that's all for this special edition of the Thundercast. Any final thoughts? I kind of want to do you. this again with the women's team. This we was we probably should. We probably should. And we didn't even get to talk about the SUU individual MVPs. Nope. So Okay. Part two incoming then. Part yeah, two. See you after, <laughs> after, see you after spring, spring break. break. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for listening uh, to the Thundercast. 
Um, make sure to check out our episode last week about the football team who will have played by the time this posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be sure to check out our written content on SU News as well. So thanks for listening. Back next week. I love you, Demo. Bye.